pastor who's going to give us manna from here. Hallelujah. A humble individual. Y'all welcome to Pastor Elton Young. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bless the Lord in this place tonight. Amen. Amen. We can do better than that. Let us bless him. Amen. Let us give him all the very best praise. Amen. Because he's worthy. And the Bible says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Amen. And he didn't say, Amen, you have to have everything perfect in your life. He didn't say you have to be. He said, if you have breath in your body, you are allowed to praise the Lord. So I'm going to say that again. Let us praise him in a hand clap this morning. And I want you to think about whatever the devil can fight you on. I want you to understand something about praise. Praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. And the more you are being tried by the enemy, the more intense your praise should be. If the enemy has been fighting you, if the enemy has been battling you, you should be praising God even the more. Amen. You should be praising him because as you praise him, you know, there was a story in the Bible that talked about, amen, when Israel was surrounded by armies. And God began to tell him these words. He said, in this particular battle, he said, you don't even need to fight. He said, all I want you to do is get the crowd, let the crowd go out in front of you. Because what was that second song y'all did? Can you play a little bit of that? Watching the praise him. Anybody want to tell the devil? I know you thought I wasn't going to make it today. I know you thought you was going to take me out. But how many of you ready to tell the devil, watch me praise him? Come on, do you really mean that? Come on, how many of you bold enough to stand before the devil and tell him, I know you thought you was going to take my mind. I know you thought I was getting out of the cliff. I know you thought my marriage was going to break up. I know you thought I was going to get out but you don't watch me in the day. Come on, you want the devil to watch you praise God today. Well, I'm telling you now, you sit down, you're not going to get it. I'm telling you, you sit down, you're going to leave the way you came. 
lion Christian. I'm not going to just let the devil come and try to cause chaos and we just don't fight back. Amen. We went to war. This is how we fight our battles. You fight them in praise. Amen. Anytime the enemy try to come, amen, you got to put your in the ground and let the devil know. Amen. You ain't going nowhere. Hallelujah. How many of you feel like God moved for you in that praise? Amen. We didn't plan that. Amen. But sometimes you just need to get some things off of you. Amen. Sometimes, amen, you just need to let go and let the Spirit of God have His way. That's all I'm saying. You don't want to pray for me. Watch me pray. Anybody feel like that today? How many of you know if it had not been for the Lord on your side? Amen. We don't know where we would be. Amen. 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 Just a friend want to tell him the testimony real quick, so I want to let her do that real brief. Amen. She want to share with you how God heals her. And we're going to go into the world. Amen.
Jesus said, I pray, our Father which art in heaven, thy kingdom come. And when the kingdom of God comes, healing comes. Freedom comes. Deliverance comes. Life change comes. Amen. And if those things aren't happening, then it's not the kingdom of God. You know, and Jesus gave us clear things to notate where his kingdom would be. And as you see, that as God took from his body and literally, I mean, everything that was placed in us, he said for eight months, amen, nails breaking, hair falling, vital signs all over the place, and to go back to the doctor, amen, and the doctor said you have a clean bill of health, the doctor didn't do that. The doctors are still interested in selling medicine and keeping you on it. And I'm not against medicine, obviously, because God gave them the wisdom to do that. But if you can tap a hold of faith, God can heal you. And God is still healing people. And people need to know that God is still healing. Amen? How many of you want to be sick and vexed with muscle spasms and mind battles and high blood pressure? Anybody enjoys that? Because we weren't created to be played with all of these things. God didn't design us to let sickness inhabit our body and take over us. Amen. But when we believe Him and we get connected to Him, He heals us. And what I love about Christ. He began to heal people that a lot of the people he healed, it shows you it's of God, everybody he healed didn't follow him all the way. Amen? But he was so good that if they had faith, he still was merciful enough to heal them of whatsoever sickness they had. Amen. So do I have anybody still believing that God is a healer? Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to leave something with you. Obviously, I can't preach as long as I normally do. We already had a good time. <laughs> so I'm not going my heart is not to hold you longer. Amen. The Holy Ghost had his way. Amen. But I just want to share a little bit about it with you, and maybe I can pick it up at another time. But I want to leave something with you today called Speak to Your Mountain. Okay, I might have to park on it a little bit. <laughs> I heard people say, oh, we're not. <laughs> Amen. And a mountain is simply in the geographical world. But the reason Jesus used the term mountain, because when you look at a mountain, a mountain is usually a huge structure, amen, that can obstruct your view, it can obstruct your vision, it can obstruct, you can't just go through a mountain. Amen. You can't just pick a mountain up. Amen. A mountain is there. So what God is acknowledging is mountains are real in people's life. And you may have mountains in your life that you've been battling for a very, 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 very long time. Your mountain could be depression. Your mountain could be lust. Your mountain could be anger. Your mountain could be your blood pressure. Anything that's not God's will for your life, that seems like it don't want to move, that's mountain. Your mountain could be the marriage that's always in turmoil. 
protectable mountain. Your mountain could be battling with sexual identity. That's a mountain to you. And you may not run those things there, but they're real. And they're there. And we have to acknowledge our mountains, but we got to know that there's something that God has given us that allows us, you know, you don't have to live with your mountain. I know they may well, they used to make a song like this. Lord, don't move my mountain. Any old people here remember that song? But give me the strength to climb. They mean well. And the song sounds pretty good. And you can get all in your belly and you can say, Oh Lord, don't move my mountain. Give me the strength to climb. And you can be feeling good. And you can get all in your all in your little feelings and you can let that soothe you and you can get comfortable. Lord, don't take away my stumbling block. Believe me all around. But Jesus said, Move the mountain. Peter said, Stick the bunch of mountain. Peter said, Be pretend with your mountain. Peter said, Give me a chance to climb my mountain. Peter said, Go around your mountain. He said, If you can grasp faith, you can speak mountain. Now you want to think about your mountain, or you want to speak to your mountain. You want to sing about this big old problem you got. You know, in the world, they had a genre of music called blues. And the blues genre is all about singing about your problems. And they would make clubs that was just strictly called the blues club. And you would go in that blues club and you would just sing about me and my baby. We don't get along no more. Baby, come back. <laughs> and we just go in there, take a little bottle, and we do it like this and turn it up. She don't love me no more. <laughs> and then we put that piece straight on. Maybe we go now, anybody know what I'm talking about? And what happens is we start settling from mountains in our life that's not supposed to be there. Just say you own it. God don't want you singing about problems and getting comfortable with them. I hear another one. They used to say, Man, she gonna tell it me no. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And we go through a breakup and we just get in the bathroom and we put the music on and we put the cover on and we just let them songs just sing and sing. And we just drown it in the mountain all in our song. You can't meditate your problems away. You can't drink your problems away. You can't party your problems away. But you need to know that God has provided a way for you to speak to the problems in your life, and they have to obey you. 
Now listen carefully. Listen very carefully. Now listen carefully. This is something that God shared. Do you remember they brought into Jesus? And when they brought the man to Jesus, the Bible says he had a deaf and a dumb spirit. All right? Deaf means can't hear. Dumb means you can't talk. So one of the strategies that Satan put upon this person was to keep him from hearing the word and speaking the word. And the Lord shared with me, he said, Satan has attacked the church with a deaf and a dumb spirit. The church can't hear God like they used to. And if you can't hear God, then you can't speak his word. But God want to get that deaf and dumb spirit out of the church. Because the only way the church can walk in the faith and the power of God is by speaking the word of God. A lot of times the church, we can't even hear when the Spirit is speaking. And when the Spirit is speaking, it's giving you instructions on how to get your life in alignment with God. But if the devil have our ears closed, I can preach all day under the anointing of the Spirit of God. But if you can't hear it, then you can't speak it. Because faith comes by hearing. And he don't hear and need an understanding. Your faith comes when you understand what God is telling you. So if you can't understand it, look what the Bible says. See, the church ought to understand the spiritual warfare and the strategies of Satan. But the Bible says when the word of the kingdom is preached and uh, the people hearing it don't understand it, they say immediately the wicked one comes and plucks out of their heart what God spoke. So if you hear me preaching the word and then you don't hear it or understand it, as soon as you leave, that little bird will come and pluck it out. And that mountain will still be in your life. Then I preach this little message. Help me to, I'm going to try to, <laughs> because there's two parts to it today, and I'm going to do the first part is the principles or the concepts, and the second part is the application of it. And what it's talking about, go to Psalms 138, verse 2. And I'm going to just show you the importance of the Word of God, the Word of God. Somebody say the Word of God. The Bible says, in the beginning of the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. How many of you know the Word is the seed? Okay? Y'all have Psalms 138, verse 2? And I want y'all to concentrate like y'all in school today. Because there's some concepts, just real quick, I want to drop in you. Look what he says, verse 2. I will worship for thy holy temple. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy what? Above what? So this scripture said God has put his word above his name. I want y'all to get that. 
He says, His word is above His name. Meaning the word of God is so powerful that even God himself obeys his own word. One person says your word is your bond. Anybody remember the times when somebody can give you their word and you can bank on it? See, that's what God is saying. If I speak it, I even have to live up to it. God said, I'm not even great enough to go against my own word. God said, prove me at what? My word. God said, you are my mind can be to do one thing. But if you remind me of what I said in my word, my word can cause my mind to change. Somebody say, prove it. God was getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, shall not the judge of the earth do right? He said, God, you are not known for destroying the righteous with the wicked. And God said, that's my word. I'm just. Some of you have all kinds of problems because you haven't educated yourself enough in knowing the word, and then once you get educated in understanding the power of what's in your mouth, God said, I send my word. He is, I sent an angel. Peter said, He came himself. I sent my word, and it healed him. One writer said, the word is not you. He said, it's even in your mouth. A lot of the problems that you have in your life, that are in your life, not speaking the word. If I could just get you to say, by his stripes. Say it slow. You gotta be patient and let that thing manifest. You can't panic when things are contrary to your faith. Because when you speak word, let me go over here to Genesis. I've got to share this concept. 
I got to show you how powerful this word is. See, the word of God is so powerful, God don't even put his own reputation above the word. See, a lot of things that hurt people, but they let their personality or person or who they are think they can violate the word of God. If God said my word is above me, then that means it's above you too. Nobody is above the word. Yeah, but I've been preaching 15 years, but you're not above the word. We just lay hands on somebody, devil's come out. If I violate God's word tomorrow, I'm not above that word. I can't say, well, Lord, you didn't see yesterday, I laid hands on somebody, and the devil came out. He's going to say, yeah, but if you told a lie, you still got to repent and get that right. How can God say he's the, the word is above him when we let our accolades and our name and our reputation make us think we can be above the word? Not so. It don't matter who you are. The Bible says even Jews are reputation. Nobody above the word. That's why the devil don't want you to read your Bible. That's why he don't want you spending time in your word. Knowledge of the word. Enemy comes. It's that word that's corrupt. I didn't say that. Why do you think every time you start studying, you get tired? Every time you open up the scriptures, something else comes to your mind that you could be doing. Because he wants you ignorant to the word. But the devil can't do nothing with somebody that knows that word. Somebody say, put some word in your mouth. Get some word in you. Now I'm about to show you something about this word that's going to really, I hope it just... Make you happy. <laughs> Let's go back to Genesis 1 real quick. Boy, I'm telling you, this is powerful here. I'm just going to preach about the Word. Let somebody say, preach the Word. I'm preaching about the Word. <laughs> somebody say, there's power in the Word. Hebrews 4 and 12, before you click that, look what it says. <laughs> He said, the word of God is what? Quick. Let's, let's, let's pause. You know what that word quick means? It means, and I don't mean fast, it means it's a lie. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are what? Life. Meaning it's a lie. Somebody say, it's a lie. Somebody say, it's a lie. When I step in the name of Jesus, be healed or healed and left my mouth. That's a love word that I spoke. If I'm under the anointing of the Spirit of God and I command something to happen, guess what? If I speak that word and I'm walking in the will of God, whatever I speak, it has to obey that word. 
was it that way? I started looking into that and I was studying it. So something that's alive is like an organism, right? <laughs> Genesis 1 and 2 says this. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now look at the condition of the earth at that moment. Look what without form means. Formlessness, confusion, unreality, emptiness, nothingness, empty space, wasteland, wilderness, a place of chaos, vanity. Anybody life ever feel like there's a wilderness? Feel like it's empty, feel like it's void, feel like a wasteland. Anybody ever felt like they were just dry and it was just a wasteland and you couldn't understand? Look what happened. Now look how God solved that wasteland. See, you can have all the ideas in your mind that you want. You can want to be free all you want. But until you start speaking that word, The Bible says, and God said, why are you not talking? Why are you, why, why in your dry places and when there's a lot of confusion, why are you not taking the word of God and doing like God and start speaking to it? The Bible says when God looked at the confusion, he started talking to it. When your mind is confused, you gotta speak that word. God is not giving me a confused mind. Confusion is of the devil. God is not the author of confusion, but God is giving me a sound mind. And guess what's gonna start happening? All them thoughts that's racing all over the place. When you speak the word of God, your mind gonna start calming down. That's the concept. Let me show it to you. That's the concept. Let me read this to you. Let me read the note the Holy Ghost gave me. I gotta let you get this. You gotta get this. Gotta get this. Somebody say, Lord, help the preacher this time. Look what it says. It says, when the word is spoken, don't miss this. It summons to itself everything necessary to perform what's spoken. I'll get that. It says, when the word is spoken, it summons to itself everything necessary to perform what's spoken. For instance, when God said, let there be every atom. 
every mineral, to every element, to every molecule, was coming to come to the place that the word of God spoke. There was iron in the earth. There was phosphorus in the earth. There was gold in the earth. Zeke, potassium. But it was in chaos. It was out of order. Everything needed to make an organized earth and solar system was there. It was just out of order. And when God said, let there be, here's what really happened. There was a piece of iron over here. And there was a physical, there was some laws of physics that was trying to keep that iron over there. But they were trying to block that iron from coming together with this unit that God was trying to form. And when God said, let there be, that force that was holding that iron back, it broke. And that iron into what I called it. When God said, let there be light, I begin to think, I said, why did God say, let there? Because there was, say it again, my brother, stop blocking the light from coming. So the, the word of God told the universe, a lie was ever blocking that light to come, and anything that's blocking it from coming, you got to get out of the way. When God said, let the dry land appear, the water pressure was dominating the dry land. But when God said, let that turn that water move out of the way. And then the water was still trying to be dominant. The waves were still roaring. And God said, you can't go past this point right there. And the water was raging and raging. And it would come. And every time it got to the point where the world said it stopped right there. The Bible said the waters begin to move. It says the Spirit of God moves on the face of the deep. Meaning, the Spirit of God is waiting for the word to be spoken. Lord Jesus. The Spirit is ready to go. But he can't move until the word is spoken. And when the word is spoken, let me break it down like this. If you're in your house and there's marital tension in there, and as long as you're going back and forth arguing and bickering, then I'm looking to But when you walk in there and you say, let there be peace in this house, that allows the Holy 
guys to tell me they can involve And deal with anybody that's not letting peace be there. Every time a bad word come out, the Holy Ghost don't deal with that mind. And so you see me say that. We won't come in your environment until you welcome in the word. This concept, the principles. If you want to see things changing, speak the word. And when you speak the word, the whole universe comes in attention to the spoken word of God. Even God himself. Somebody say proving. The whatsoever you die in the earth. You have the power to just speak the negative things that's not working right. You can speak to that and say, This poverty spirit has been traveling through my bloodline for six generations. In the name of Jesus, I command that spirit to be broken today. And guess what's going to happen? Your kids don't want to start learning how to read. Your kids don't want to start getting their homework together. Because when you speak something in the air, it starts dealing with your thoughts. It's a scene. And when this powerful spoken word is released into the atmosphere, things start to grow. You got to walk in your business tomorrow that's been telling and say, I am a child of God. The prosperity of the Lord rests in this place. And something in the atmosphere just starts shifting. Or you can walk in there and still look at all the numbers, the bottom line, and see how it's not going good and complain and mope, and eventually your doors are closed. <laughs> you want me to write people. I told y'all the spoken word summons things. If you start speaking that over your business, then God is going to have to put that in the air, and you just go out of the blue start meeting the right people. All of the church can understand the power of the word. <laughs> when God says, let there be, everything that's blocking it from happening has to get out of the way. You're supposed to be walking around your house, speaking the word all of the time. People used to walk around saying, in the name of Jesus, I command this. In the name of Jesus, I command that. In the name of Jesus, I want to see. What happened to the church? A deaf and dumb spirit has been her, and she don't want to walk around no more saying, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus is your authority. To say, whatsoever you do in earth on thee, do it in the name of Jesus. Why do you do it in the name of Jesus? Because the Bible said in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word was made flesh, talking about Jesus. So he came and he gave that Word authority over all of the earth's realm. When he conquered everything that the earth controlled a human, when he defeated it, that's what made his name so powerful. That in the time we walk in his name, and we walk in his authority, and we walk in his Dominion. Demons start trembling. Whenever you come on the scene, the devil start breaking. And he. Can I 
so much faith in the Word, which Christ is the Word, and he was on his way to do other miracles. And that woman came, and she began to ask for a miracle. And Jesus said, I'm not sick to you. But the Word says that you got faith to be healed. You can be healed. And it was her faith in the Word that altered his plans. Oh, my God. The world can alter the planes. You gotta realize when you speak that word, all things in the atmosphere begin to shift and change. Oh, I hope I'm making sense to you today. <laughs> if you speak this word right here, God has promised me to get healthy. And you walk in your house and you say, I'm changing my diet. Let me teach you something. Just listen to what happens. You just walk into the atmosphere in your home. I'm changing my diet. Your wife heard it. Your kids heard it. The people that maybe was there, they heard it. You just planted a seed in your mind. You planted a seed in their mind. Now, guess what's going to happen when they see you not sticking to your diet? What they going to say? What they going to say? <laughs> say that again? But why would I say that? Because you put it in the atmosphere. 
See, when you put things in the atmosphere, it's planted in us as well. That's why he wants you quiet. But that's why he wants you silent. You should be putting God's word in the atmosphere everywhere you go. All around you. Somebody say, Satan, that death and dumb spirit that you had in the church, we bind you in the name of Jesus. And we command you to go back to the pits of hell. Because Jesus said, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and gates of hell will not prevail against it. We got to decree these things. Do y'all believe what I'm saying? Do y'all really believe that? Why you believe me? Because that's the word. Oh, God. I'm about to get through. I'm just trying to jump through the mess. That's okay. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. God have him to Amen. Let's turn over here real quick. To... Uh, I just want to leave you with some application. Because you got to actively. Let me show you what Jesus did real quick. Okay, let's go over here to. Now, wasn't that something over there in the book of Genesis? I'm going to read quick. Go to Isaiah 41 and 1, real quick. I'm going to read that and I'm going to go. And now I'm going to go ahead on and speed it out. I want to keep you all day. Amen. How many of you ready to start speaking the word around your life? Somebody said the weak say they're strong. Somebody said, I'm calling strength to me today. He said, me and my family. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's a real man right there. He didn't say just for me. He said, I'm calling it to me and my family. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Look what God said. He said, keep silence before me, O islands, and let, you see how this all looks for Let the people renew their strength. Let them come near. Let them speak. God told me to tell the church and all the devils and everything in the universe, let the church speak. Huh? I can see them right now in the spirit. All of them things that's been plaguing you from the demonic world, they're going to have to get out of the way. Let the people speak healing in their homes, Satan. Y'all don't think you're listening to me? I know you're listening to me. What he says then? We're going to run here. The Bible says, resist the devil. Then what are you going to do? Watch me praise. <laughs> Let us come near to judgment. So God is speaking over his church, and he's telling the devil, in labor times, get out of the way and let my people get strong. Beautiful. Let's turn 
Oh, that's a beautiful scripture here. 10 and 11 says this. For as the rain fell and the snow from heaven and returns not better, they say, but it was the earth and makes it bring forth and bold that it gives seed to the soil and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. God says, anything that comes out of his mouth and he sent it somewhere to perform something. It doesn't return to him with the mission unaccomplished. He said, wherever my word goes, it performs what I sent it to do. So if you send your word to your blood pressure, it's going to perform. Somebody say, that word is going to perform. She says, it's going to show out. Everywhere God word is, it performs. That's powerful. And you got to know, when you speak the word, it's not going to go out God. Amen. All right, let's go over here, and I'm about to wrap it up. Amen. Matthew 21, 18 and 22. Are y'all getting something out of the world today? Amen. Matthew 21, 18 and 22. Let me get to this real quick. All right. It says, Jesus answered this, okay, verse 18. Let me, 18, right. And now in the morning as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it, and he found nothing there but leaves only. And he said unto it, let no, what he said? What was the first word he said? He was speaking to the roots and the minerals and the atoms and the neutrons. Everything that made that tree be what it is, he spoke to him. He said, let no fruit corn be his for forever. How long did it take for the tree to wither away? Presently, soon as he spoke, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, "How soon is this fig tree withered away?" Jesus answered and said unto them, "Verily I say unto you, church, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do which do this which is done." To the fig tree, but also if you shall stay unto this mountain. Oh my God. Woo! (laughs) 
said, if you have faith and doubt not, he said, not only to the trees in your life, but the trees represent the things that grew up in your life from your past. There are some trees that have been growing in your heart for a very long time. You got to start speaking to them. If there's addiction trees, if there's whatever these trees are, wherever they come from, if they're not productive for you, you got to start speaking and cursing them. Some trees are in your life in the form of friends. You gotta curse that tree. And you gotta get it out of your life. You gotta say, you know what, this relationship is toxic and it's unproductive. So from this day forward, it continues no more. That's called cursing the tree. And don't rationalize it. Don't curse the tree and then play with it. Don't curse the tree and call it tomorrow. Don't curse the tree and entertain it tonight. If you curse the tree, let it die. A lot of us curse the tree, and then when it's withering and dying, we go back and dunk it and get it, bring it back to life. <laughs> you can't pour water or something you curse. If you curse it out of your life, let it die. He say sometimes it dies slow. Then he say not only to the tree, but to the mountain. Now look how he ended it. Oh, this is so beautiful. Look how he ended it. He says, be thou removed. Can anybody think of anything they need moved out of their life? I want you to write it down right quick. I want you to identify your mountain. Just put a note in your phone or in your, on a little piece of paper. Put it somewhere. If you got a mountain that you need to be moved, I want you to write it down real quick. I want you to know what you're doing. Because you got to skillfully walk in the world. Y'all got some mountains that y'all let y'all know about? Okay. Man, some of y'all might not want to say it out loud. That's okay. I ain't going to do that to you. I feel like doing it. Because <laughs> some mountains are private things. Some mountains are, some things in the dark, Paul say, leave them there. Some things, you know, your mountain might be something you just, you know, you try to get past, you don't want nobody to know about it. But you gotta speak to it. Now y'all keep that mound in your heart. And he and all whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. My Lord. All right. I know I cut it short. That's okay. Amen. Y'all give a lot of people. Can I 
can read the last passage. Just the last passage. Because we got to get that deaf and dumb spirit out of the church. Let's go to Matthew 8, 5 to 13, and I'm going to just read it. And then we're gonna, y'all stand up while I read it, because that's my clue. That's how I keep myself. So y'all stand up. <laughs> stand up and stretch a little bit, because we didn't have already had a lot of power in this place. So I know that power resting upon you, and it can be a little, make you, you know, the power of God can make your body tired. <laughs> How many of you felt that power in this place today? Amen. That's it? Amen. I know you felt something in here. Amen. Let me just read this. So I know when that power starts falling, man, it can cause you to get weary. Thank God for his power. Let me read this last passage and we're going to be dismissed. And I don't even feel I ought to call today. I believe God already knew. So I think I'm going to read this, pray, and they'll be dismissed. Amen. She said, anywhere to song. Anywhere to praise? Okay, that's how we're going to be in a dictionary. So she said, let it be. <laughs> Amen. Gosh, I'm already ready to go. Matthew 8, 5-13. And when Jesus was entered into the company, there came unto him a sincerium, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant, lie at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The sincerium answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof. But what? Come on, let's read that together. What did he say? But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. My Lord. He says, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he go, and to another, come, and he coming. And to my servant, do this, and he do it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled. How many of you ready to make the Lord marvel? And said to them that follow, verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and the west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of God. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What he was trying to tell the church world is that when anybody believes the word of God, and they speak it by faith, the word is going to perform all by itself. So he's telling them, don't let the sinner speak the word and get more out of the word than you. He said, don't let the church, don't let the sinners get more benefits than you get. Because the word is powerful by itself, and it's going to perform. 
He said, He that said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the self same hour. Lord, have mercy. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Oh, y'all give him a hand, Paul. Amen. We're going to get ready to be dismissed. I'm going to pray. Oh, thank you, please. Y'all got a little praise, y'all can get a dick or something. It's a little, what that song, brother? What you got? We leaving on the praise. <laughs> we leaving on the praise. I'm going to pray, and we're going to be dismissed. And as y'all fellowship, we're going to have some good little praise music in the background. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for this service today. I thank you for teaching us about the power of the word. God, I just pray, God, that something I spoke, that something that I said, Father God, touch somebody today. God, and that the word of God now can be elevated in our lives. Father, we will begin to speak the word in our homes, on our jobs, in our marriages. God, and that the deaf and dumb spirit that has plagued the church, God, I believe is broken. God, and I believe that the spoken word will summon things to itself. God, I believe it will perform what it is set out to do. God, that the word of God does not go out void. God, but it performs. So, God, put your word back in the mouth of your people. God, and let them know, God, that when they speak the word, that it doesn't come back void, but that it performs whatsoever it's sent out to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. Bless your people coming in. Bless your people going out. Bless the fruit of their basket. Bless the fruit of their body. Bless them in the field. Bless them where they go. Bless them when they rise. Bless them when they sit down. Let the blessing and the favor, may your face shine upon your people. God, may your face shine upon your people. God, let your face shine upon your people. God, that's the word and I'm speaking it. God, let your face shine upon your people. God, cause your face to shine upon your people. God, cause your face to shine upon your people. God, let all the promises of God be coming to fill their lives, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. You are dismissed in Jesus' name, God. Bless you and I love you. Thank <laughs> you.